I love you, Jesus. I love you, I love you, I just love you so much because you first loved me. I love you because you cared for me. I love you because you set me free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. I know we gotta preach, but I love him, I love him. I just love him so much. Pastor Wesley in his absence, to my sister, Sorwar, fellow Eagles fan, best friend who preached 930 and shouted my blowout out. Um, I knew better than to come early if I wanted to look presentable, but she had a word. And what was left of it, VOT just took. Miss Theron Marcus. Uh, with that being said, there is a word. And it's found in the Old Testament today. We're going to go to the first book of Samuel. First book of Samuel, first chapter. We're going to start at the sixth verse. First Samuel 1, starting at the sixth verse. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then Alkanah, her husband said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart greed? Am I not better to you than 10 sons? So Hannah arose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle, and she was in bitterness of soul. She prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. She made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the infliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only 
her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, 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 my Lord. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured my soul out before the Lord. Do not consider me wicked. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their house. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord, skipping down to verse 27, for this child I prayed, and the Lord has granted me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord, and so they worship the Lord there. You may be seated. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing and doing of his word. For the time that is ours, the quick time, because it's our power, and um, I want to get to brunch too. <laughs> We're going to talk about the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. When I was growing up uh, in the 90s, one of my favorite shows was Blossom. Who remembers the 90s sitcom Blossom and her friend Six? I love Blossom so much, I started to dress like Blossom. I had the hat with the flower. Uh, I had the suspenders, if you remember, and all I needed was a jean jacket. The jean jacket that had the flower on it. And my birthday was coming up and I knew that. And my report card was okay. I didn't get in trouble this time at school. And so I asked my mom, can I get this denim jacket with the flower on it so I could coordinate with the hat that had the flower on it. All the other girls at school had denim jackets. Not all of them had flowers, though, but they all had the jackets. And so my birthday comes May the 16th, if you want to remember it next year, I take gifts, <laughs> Cash App, Venmo. Um, my birthday comes and I'm ready to open my gifts. First thing in the morning, I pop up, I didn't need an alarm clock. I was downstairs before they even woke up. And I was ready, because I just knew there was gonna be a denim jacket with a flower on it to match my hat with the flower on it. And my mom sung me happy birthday and she made me pancakes for breakfast, but a rum um, there wasn't no jacket. I mean, I had asked for a denim jacket. What are these socks? What's this? It's May, I don't need socks. It's almost sandals. And, and, and for a time, I had the best bad attitude that a preteen could have. I, I was vexed, I was upset. Now, I didn't roll my eyes and suck my teeth because I didn't want to get hit in the face on my birthday. 
but I sure was whispering behind their back, like, how could they not? I mean, I got A's and B's, no C's this time. Where is my jacket? I, I told all the girls at school that I was coming back with a jacket, and now I gotta get on this school bus with no jacket. Now, obviously, at the time, I was immature and ungrateful because my mom did a lot for me, but logic at that time wasn't really my concern. I wanted it so bad. I was vexed. I was upset. Has that ever happened to you? This is where we find Hannah today, and she's upset for a far, far greater reason. And she goes to God and asks him for a gift. You guys know the story of Hannah. She was married to Elkanah, who was a Levite, and this man had two wives. Panina, which we will further refer to as the other woman, <laughs> and Hannah. Now, the other woman, she had several children, but Hannah was barren. Infertility, we're gonna say today. She couldn't have any children. And, and so um, she was bitter about that. To make it worse, the other woman, she would taunt her about her childbearing hips. She would taunt her because she was able to have children. And Elk and, and I felt bad for her because his favorite was Hannah. So he tried to give her double portions, but that didn't work. And every year the family traveled to Shiloh to sacrifice and worship. And Hannah was distraught because she suffered from infertility. And the truth is that the infertility struggle is common in the Bible. We see it with Sarah and later Elizabeth before she gave birth to John the Baptist. Unfortunately, this struggle is not not only a biblical one. We've heard prominent women talk about their struggles with fertility and miscarriages. The queen, oh, I'm sorry, Beyonce. She talked about her struggles with miscarriages. Michelle Obama talked about her need to do IVF or in vitro fertilization. Gabrielle Union said she had some 10 miscarriages. And I know there, there are some people who are under my voice who've experienced the same thing. The truth is 6.1 million women from the ages of 15 to 44 have difficulty getting pregnant or staying pregnant. The etiologies are different. About one third of the time, it's because of the woman. About one third of the time, it's because of the man. And about one third of the time, it's unknown. And I bring that up because it's not just a woman problem. It's a family issue. At least one in four, at least, and I say unleashed because they're unreported and sometimes not known, but one in four at least pregnancies end in miscarriage. And now that women are getting more career opportunities or simply deciding to marry a little later, we see families starting later. 20% of women are now having their first child after the age of 35, and a third of them will struggle. And I'm just gonna stop right here for a second and be Dr. Lisa. If you are sitting here and you're wondering if you're too old or if it's too late, it's not too late. 
If you're thinking about freezing your eggs, go ahead and freeze them. If you're thinking about doing IVF, go ahead and do IVF. If surrogacy is an option and you want to do it, go ahead and get a surrogate. If you want to be a foster mom, go ahead and be a foster. If you want to adopt, you go ahead and adopt. Because don't let anybody judge you about it. And don't let them sway your decision because you don't want to look back at 60 and realize that your life was determined by other people's judgments. And I know that we don't like to talk about fertility. It's, it's a shameful topic. Uh, but it's fact, it's more of an issue than people think. So can you do me a favor? Stop asking women when they're going to have a baby. And men, you don't know what they're going through. Turn to your neighbor and say, leave the ovaries alone. It's between a woman and her gods, her wound and her gods, and her man if she chooses to. So many suffer in silence, feeling shame and vexed. And Hannah was no different. So when they go to Shiloh, she says, you know what? I got to get to the temple and pray. It's actually the first woman recorded in scripture to enter the temple and pray. Uh, She just says, I have to get to church. And if I could be Philly for a time, um, sometimes it just bees like that. Yeah, I can pray at home. Yes, I do pray at home. But it's something about coming into God's sanctuary. It's something about this place. I need to hear the choir sing like they just did. I need to hear Reverend Siobhan or Dr. Judy or Pastor Wesley preach. I need to hear the drums beat. I need to be around those who share in my struggles and my successes. Sometimes you just need to get to church. And so she prays in the temple. And the first thing she said, Lord, remember me. Uh, Listen, I know you're busy. And uh, I'm not saying you forgot because... you know, God, you don't forget things, and um, but you need to remember me. Uh, Lord, I know you don't forget, but I'm still here, and I'm still waiting. Lord, remember me. Lord, remember me when I'm grieving. Remember me when I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Remember me when they say it's breast cancer. Remember me when I'm having trouble getting pregnant. Remember me when my spouse and I can't stand the sight of each other. Remember me when my daddy's sick. Remember me when I lose my job. Lord, remember me. She starts and she prays so hard, Eli thinks she's drunk. And I don't know if that's a commentary on Eli or her prayer, but she's praying so hard. She says, Eli thinks she's drunk. And she asks God to heal 
her ailment. And like I said earlier, maybe you know her struggle because it's so common, or maybe you're dealing with a different type of infertility. You're having productive issues in other areas of your life. You're having productive issues at work, or you're having some trouble birthing some life into your marriage, or your health is ailing, and and there are other things going on, and you are going to God as well. Hannah, Hannah prays, and then she asks for a gift, a son. And I like the way Hannah handles things. She she wasn't like me in my sideways attitude. And I learned some things from her, things that even now in my 11-year-old foolish self could have used. I learned what to do when you ask God for a gift. And uh, we still going to make it to brunch. I'm going to finish this in nine minutes. Um... Can I just give you four things that you need to do when you ask God for a gift? The first thing is you need to be persuaded that God is going to answer. You need to be persuaded that God is going to answer. By the time she finished praying and went on her way, she was convinced that God was going to answer her. We know this because the Bible says her countenance was no longer sad. She went back to the feast. She ate her extra portion. She had some cake, some juice. She had a little peace and slept that night because she knew God was going to answer. Do you believe that God is going to answer your prayers? Or are you just going through the motions? Do you really believe that what you're asking for is going to happen? Do you believe that God is going to answer you? What will something happen while Hannah was praying? Uh, The Bible says in verse 12 that it came to pass. Well, that actually translates into Rava, which means she increased. Y'all missed that. While she was praying, it came to pass, which means multiplied or increased. Something happened to her while she was praying And something happens to you while you're praying Your strength grows You begin to hold your head up high You stop talking to your haters Because you're too busy talking to God And the Bible says she increased She asked the Lord to remember her. She increased and then had confirmation by Eli. While she was asking for it, it was already coming to pass. While she was asking for it, it was already coming to pass. While you're praying, God's working. While you're praying, God's increasing you. And you have to be persuaded that God's going to answer you. Now, you may not necessarily like the answer or understand the answer, but whatever the answer it is, I promise you it's a gift. When you ask God for a gift, you have to be persuaded that God's going to answer. Second thing is, when you get the gift, present it back to the Lord. Present it back to the Lord. Hannah kept her promise. She made a vow that she would give her son back to the Lord. And she continued to prepare him until he was ready. She made him a little minister uh, uh, 
a ephod. She made him a little outfit to be in the priesthood. And she actually kept her vow. I don't know about y'all. I might change my mind. I mean, that other woman got all these kids up in here. I finally get one and I got to send them off. I might have kept him home till he was at least like 10, maybe 15, 16. He could drive. But no, and shout out to her husband because he could have overturned her decision. But no, no, no. She sent him on his way just as she promised. She presented him to the Lord because she wasn't focused on their haters or the paninas. She was focused on the Lord and his present to her. So she lent him back to the Lord. She granted him to the Lord for the rest of his life. And my question here is, what are you doing with the gifts that God has given you? I'm not talking tithes and offering. That's basic and minimal requirements. What are you doing with your talents and your skills and your blessings and your emotions and your compassions? What are you doing with the gift of life? If he healed you, what are you doing with that? Do you give it back to God for his purpose, for God's use, for God's glory? Does God get any honor out of your life? Pastor Wesley's been talking about stewardship. How do you treat what God has given you? Your body, as as Reverend Siobhan talked about, your spouse, your children, stewardship. Are you presenting what God gave you back to God? And I hear Reverend Elijah said it so good, because just because God gave it to you doesn't mean that it's yours. It's still God's. Hannah took care of the gift God gave her. She visited Samuel. She made him that robe and she lent him back to the Lord. What do you do when you ask God for a gift? You present it back to God when you get it. You're persuaded that he's going to answer. And you realize it's for other people too. It's not just for you. It's for other people too. Samuel was not just for Hannah. I mean, this is Samuel, the Samuel, like two books in the canon, Samuel. Y'all know anointer of kings, Saul, then David. Y'all know who I'm talking about. But more than that, he really was a gift for Eli. Eli was struggling. That's why he couldn't tell a spiritual woman from a drunk woman. Maybe he was thinking about his own sins. You know, people quick to accuse you. Never mind. Eli's sons are evil, and they're not fit for the priest office. And an unnamed prophet warns Eli that his line is going to be cut off and that he's not going to have any succession, and God will need to raise up a faithful priest. And in many ways, Samuel was redemption for Eli and his legacy. God gives us talents and fills us with anointings and gifts, and we ought to use those gifts to bless someone else. Uh, uh, When God helps us, we ought to help someone else. The miracles in our lives are not just for us, because when God's been good to you, when he's made a way out of no way, when he opens the doors that were slammed in your face, when he's healed your body, when he's helped you pass the exam, When he 
shut up your haters. When he gets you from alcohol or drug abuse. When he kept some things that should have happened from happening. When God opens up the windows of heaven and pours you out a blessing, you ought to pour it out on somebody else. You ought to love on somebody else. I'm done. I just got one more. I'm done. I'm done. Uh, when you ask God for a gift, you, you got to be persuaded that he's going to answer. You, you got to give it and present it back to him. It's for other people too. And lastly, after you get the gift, don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Every year, Hannah continued to offer sacrifices. She kept praying. And how many of us stop praying after God gives us what we ask for? How many times do we treat God like a side piece and stop talking to him after we get what we want? But Hannah... Hannah in chapter 2, she says, listen, my heart rejoices in the Lord, not so much in her son as in her God, because she focused on the giver and not the gift. She focused on the giver and not the gift. And she teaches us to keep praying and praising. She was overjoyed because the Lord remembered her. Uh, uh, You know why, y'all? Because we do not serve a do-nothing kind of God. The Lord remembers you. He's not going to just sit on your sufferings and do nothing. He's not a do nothing kind of God. He's not going to watch you cry out and do nothing. He's not going to watch you ail and do nothing. He's not going to watch you hurt and do nothing. He is not a do nothing kind of God. So I told you at the beginning of the story how up, of the sermon how upset I was about my denim jacket with the flower on it. So I go to school without the jacket, and it's my birthday. I can't even enjoy the cupcakes and the balloons. I wasn't even listening to all the happy birthdays because I ain't had my jacket, the denim one with the flower on it. I didn't even wear the hat. Can't wear the hat if you ain't got the jacket. So when I got home, I kept inquiring about it. I kept asking about it. I kept talking to my mom about it. And one day, randomly, I opened up my bag. Not only did I have a denim jacket with a flower on it, it had some matching jeans. It had some shirts too. So I have a couple outfits. I kept on inquiring and my mom kept giving. She couldn't just sit and watch my suffering. And Hannah kept inquiring. She kept praying. And you know what? God kept giving. What do you mean? What do you mean? She prayed all of chapter two. In fact, one through 10, a prayer is assigned to her. Oh, but if you mosey on down to 221, the Bible says that the Lord visited Hannah. And so she conceived and bore three more sons and two daughters. She asked for one child. But she kept praying and she kept worshiping. And the Bible says she got three more sons and two daughters. Oh, don't stop praying because God isn't going to stop blessing.
Don't stop praying because God's not going to stop being God. Don't stop praying because God's not going to stop opening doors. Don't stop praying. God's not going to stop making ways. Don't stop praying. God's not, not going to stop making it rain on you. Don't stop praying. God doesn't stop healing. Don't stop praying because God's not going to stop keeping you because he keeps you and he's going to comfort you and love you. So you know what? God, I thank you for my healing and I'm going to keep praying. I thank you for the blessing and I'm going to keep praying. I thank you for the baby and I'm going to keep praying. I thank you for granting my petition and I'm going to keep praying. I thank you for my new booth thing and I'm going to keep praying. I thank you for my new job and I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep praying because it's about the relationship, not about what I'm asking for. Because the greatest gift that keeps on giving is God.